Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Lodges Podcast. This is a show where we interview streamers, pro players, business professionals in gaming and esports, and others involved in the industry. This is episode 20 with Tim O'Leary and Salimo, who is an NBA 2K League player and SB Award winner. Tim plays for Cavs Legion GC. So in this episode, we talk about how he initially got into the league, what his journey has been thus far, and what it is at going into season three. We talk a little bit about esports. Um, we talk about his SB award-winning moment, and we talk about the health journey that he's been on, as well as health in esports and how professional teams are taking care of their players. So we really cover a lot of bases in this episode, had a lot of fun, and was humbled to be able to sit down and talk with Tim about all these different things. So with that being said, I hope that everyone enjoys it, and this is the Lodges Podcast up next. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Lodges Podcast. I am your host, Juan Rodriguez. I'm excited to do another episode here with a very special guest. Um, so this is episode 20, getting close to rounding out the end of the year here. So thank you to all of our current listeners that have been tuning in, checking out the podcast, leaving reviews. Um, it really helps it get found by other people and gives it that exposure. And so thank you for sharing with your friends and, and all that. For any new listeners, welcome to the podcast. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, it should be a really fun one. So with us today, we have Tim O'Leary and Salimo, who is an NBA 2K League player for Cavs Legion GC. Uh, so Tim, thank you a lot, man, for coming on. I'm excited to do this. Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, no problem, man. I know you're suffering with the flu a little bit, so I really appreciate you still coming through. Um, so, Tim, typically what we do here at the beginning of the podcast, just to give everyone a little bit of context of who you are, if you just want to go through and, you know, and let us know where you grew up, where you're from, where your childhood and, and kind of your story was, we'd love to hear it. Um, so I'm originally from New York City, Brooklyn, New York. Um, I lived there for about 18 years or so. Once I graduated high school, I moved down to Florida um, and been in the Tampa area ever since, so about eight years, maybe nine now. Um, been playing video games since, you know, I was maybe like six years old or so and competitively probably for about a little over five years now. Nice, nice. Did you, for the competitive side, did you start out with 2K or were you doing other things competitively in gaming? Um, I started out at 2K. Uh, okay. I was just playing in like small, uh, you know, uh, like 1v1 quick match kind of style, like live tournaments and stuff like that. And I uh, just realized that I was kind of good and I usually either, you know, won most of them or kind of made deep runs in them. And I felt like I was one of the better players out there. So once the, you know, 2K League stuff was announced, I kind of just wanted to test the water and see if I had what it took. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and when did you first hear about the 2K League or when did you get that interest? Um, so the 2K League was announced uh, during a, a pro-am tournament that NBA 2K had um, a couple of years back. I want to say maybe like 2016 it was announced. Uh, it was a tournament called Road to the Finals for 250000 and uh, they had announced it on that stream. And I think that kind of, you know, started the curve of guys seeing, you know, that this could be a real career and you could make something out of being good at this. 
Right, right. No, definitely. Um, and then so for you, you entered so the two K season or the two K league is now going into season three. Um, you know, j- just for everybody listening, let us know when you entered the league, um, and who you started with, and kind of uh, the beginning process, I guess, for you. Um, so I was originally drafted to Bucks Gaming out in Milwaukee in the inaugural season two years ago. I uh, was the 25th overall pick in the inaugural draft of season one of the NBA 2K League. Um, unfortunately, wasn't retained there and uh, kept in Milwaukee. And, uh, you know, the guys over at Cavs Legion GC, you know, just believed in me. They had faith in me and they, you know, just wanted me to come around and reached out for a potential trade offer for me and made sure to get me to Cleveland. Right. No. Nice. Um, and, and I guess another question that would have been good to have start with is for you, how did you get into the league? So did you um, play in the combine? Like you were saying, that combine that initially started, you play in that and you competed in it and you got exposure or um, what did you do to leverage yourself into the league? Um, so before the combine, there was already uh, like I guess you can call them like semi-pro like leagues and tournaments on pro-am for nba 2k um leagues called mpb mpba which is my player basketball association um other different leagues like that before the 2k league was announced and uh, i was on you know playing with some of the better guys and winning a lot of stuff in there so i was already you know kind of known throughout the community um and then once the combine was announced i still had to go through basically the same process as everyone else which was playing 40 games, obviously trying to do the best I can, best win percentage I can. And uh, sure enough, I received the email and the phone call letting me know that I was going to be in the draft pool for season one. Nice. And how was that? Was that exciting for you? Obviously, I'm assuming after putting a lot of work and and all that into it. Yeah, it was crazy because uh, they had sent the emails and phone calls out uh, in like waves. Okay. And um, I wasn't part of like the first wave or two. So I like, you know, I kind of started getting a little bit antsy and I, I felt, you know, I, I felt that I was pretty dominant in the combine. I remember my record was, I want to say like 34 and six out of the 40 games. And I think I averaged close to 30 points and close to 20 rebounds with also like seven assists. So I felt like I dominated pretty well in my position and just overall. And sure enough, uh, I think it was wave two or three. I had got the phone call and the email. So it was a, a big relief. Right, right. No, that I mean that's a life-changing opportunity for you, obviously, and and now you're here in the league still and, and doing amazing. So, um, that's cool to hear about. Um, so a lot of people, usually the audience for this podcast, there's a lot of people that are in esports and in gaming, so they have a general knowledge of the 2K league. But then we have other people that maybe um don't have too much knowledge about the 2K league, or they're just starting to learn and hear about it. So if you just want to talk about um the you know your your player in the nba 2k league and how that works obviously it's a five-man team um and you have your player at your position if you just want to tell us a bit about how that works and then a bit about your player uh so the league itself is five on five um just like traditional basketball point guard through center as far as positions go um, you are allowed to change positions each game if you prefer to. You know, if your team feels that for a certain matchup you might be better at a certain position against that team, you're allowed to move around week to week. Uh, but normally, myself, I stay at the center position. Um, coming out season one with the Bucks, I was uh, like the leading scorer for the tip-off tournament at my position at center. Um, 
I feel like that's where I'm most dominant at. I could also affect the game on both sides. I kind of feel like, you know, I'm the anchor on defense and also able to score and, you know, grab rebounds. So I feel like center is just the position where I could affect the game the most. So that's what I prefer to play. And that's what I've been playing for a long time now. I got you. What is your, uh, I'd be curious, what's your like height and weight for your, for your 2K player? Um, so originally in season one and season two, um, all the centers were, I want to say seven one or seven feet. Uh, I, I do want to say seven one. Um, stuff changes, you know, each season as the game changes with new two Ks coming out. Um, but this upcoming season, uh, I want to say it's, it's pretty cool because I think there's going to be multiple heights you could choose from now at the position. So there'll be different players where one will be maybe six eleven, one will be maybe seven feet, another one will be maybe seven one, and depending on their play style and archetype, you know, as far as what they can do on the court, right? Uh, that changes as well. So it's the, it gives you a, you know a big choice, a big you know uh, a bunch of options to basically game plan for each opponent that you're going to go into because you know some opponents might be worse at guarding the stretch center so you might against a certain matchup you might want to pick a center who's able to stretch the floor and shoot threes and then some teams might be a little bit weaker on the inside as far as paint defense goes and rebounding Mm -hmm. so you pick a a better interior kind of player that week so that's really the 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 best part about it it's kind of like game plan and strategically with your guys and figuring out the best way to to come out with the w right no absolutely so do you have the ability then from game to game to change your height or anything like that or once you're locked in for that season for that season that's the height and weight you know and all that that you go with no so okay uh game to game you can change the only okay. thing is is that uh you don't really choose any of that stuff the league build that we play on isn't on like the retail version of the game so the league kind of has like preset heights weights and like archetypes as far as like what the players can do and um i want to say there's usually about five of them hopefully this year there's probably a little bit more and um, from those five choices, you get to choose every week. So you can switch if you want to. Okay, I got you. No, that makes sense. Um, and so then coming off this last season, I wanted to just talk about that for a minute. Um, you know, how, how did your your guys' personal season go? How did you as a player do? You know, how did, how did your stats look? What were your takeaways? Um, you know, and what are you kind of excited for going into season three? Um, I felt we were a pretty well-rounded team um probably just like one piece away um we ended up falling short of the playoffs by like one game and we had honestly you know at least maybe four games or so where we were in control and kind of had some mental lapses and you know kind of should have took care of the ball better and things like that maybe a couple less turnovers or a couple less bad shots just minor things right uh, so overall we weren't really a bad team uh we were about one game out of the playoffs come the end of the season uh, individually, I felt I played pretty well. Uh, there was a part of the season where I was uh, tied for first in steals in the league with my teammate, who actually ended up winning Defensive Player of the Year at the lockdown position. Got a 2K. Uh, nice. Shout out, to, yeah, shout out to him. He ended up winning Defensive Player of the Year. But him and I were both tied for first in steals for a while in the league. Um, so most of the community did feel that we had kind of like the best defense in the league most of the top players that we played against usually struggled against us mm-hmm. and um yeah man i mean i'm excited for this upcoming season in a couple of months because we kind of got our same core back four out of those five guys are returning including myself so should be a good upcoming season yeah no that's exciting and and so that's a good talking point right there to talk about so the league and again this might be a little bit informative for those that are still learning about it so four out of your five guys were retained so talk about you know being retained by a team 
the fact that, you know, you maybe won't be retained by that team and, and kind of some of the ups and downs that you guys face as being players in the league? Um, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of similar to traditional sports. The only thing is, you know, in, in real sports, those guys get, you know, longer contracts for two or three seasons, sometimes more, but, uh, it's, it's just at the end of the day, it's production, you know, um, obviously these organizations want to win, so mm -hmm. they're looking for great players, but it's also about continuing to build the brand this is something new it's something fresh obviously esports as a whole is still something that a lot of people aren't really um you know knowledgeable of just yet so it's kind of right. like these organizations want great players but we want to continue to build the league itself we want to continue to build Cavs legion gc we want to continue to build individual brands and just kind of educate the people and, and, you know, remain, you know, informative on what's going on in this league and things that, and answer all the questions we can and things like that. So whenever I get a chance to do any panels or podcasts or anything like that, I'm always down for it. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, and I forgot to mention the game. So we had the chance to chat for a sec at the esports summit, um, down here in Tampa, Florida, and you were a part of that panel. Um, so, you know, congrats to you for, because it seems like out of a lot of players in the league, you seem to continue to, um, kind of almost have a, t a lot of talking opportunities to speak on the league and grow that brand. Um, so, you know, just even congrats to you for, for continuing to get to do things like that. Um, so something that I want to chat about is as far as how the game actually works, right? So because a lot of people, when they are thinking esports and, and gaming and then comparing that tra to traditional sports, so, you know, if you hear about the NBA 2K League compared to the actual NBA as far as how practicing and, and game plan and strategy goes for you guys, um, you know, how similar is that to if you were, you know, playing professionally sports in real life, you know? Um, I want to say it's, it's, it's close. I mean, a lot of people don't realize the amount of preparation that goes into, mm -hmm. you know, being a professional esports player in any game, not just NBA 2K, um, you know, uh, any any profession even outside of sports you know if you want to be the best at you know what you do and, and perfect your craft you've got to put the work in you've got to be dedicated you gotta you know this got to be something that you're passionate about so um not only in the 2k league but just esports in general guys are practicing you know large amount of hours every day um you know putting in basically 40 hour work weeks on these games to perfect their craft and put themselves in the best opportunity to continue to grow as a player and as a brand itself Right. No, absolutely. And I, and I think that's important to speak about, um, you know, as esports and gaming just continues, especially for a lot of you guys that are in these professional leagues um, to, to get that out there so that people are aware of that. Um, and so let, let's talk about Cleveland a little bit, which is, as you've been mentioning, is, is where you're at right now. Uh, you know, you gave us a little bit of an overall breakdown of how season two went. Um, I think what's exciting about you guys that happened is the legion layer gaming facility so for those listening just some quick stats and then tim i, I kind of want to talk to you a bit about it but it's a 2700 square foot facility three dozen gaming stations um so it really is a first class practice facility for a lot of you guys at Cavs, and then it looks like it'll also be used for future tournaments and things like that but um how exciting was this for you as a player to receive uh a professional setting a world-class setting for for practicing and for all that um i'm assuming it was obviously something you guys had to be really excited about yeah it's a lot of the smaller things that 
people you know who are still learning about esports just kind of don't know um you know growing up as a kid you're playing your console on you know a 50 60 inch tv with crazy like input delay and things like that (laughs) and there's a lot of things you don't know until you get to those professional levels and uh you know you start learning about all these different response times on monitors and you know just different state-of-the-art equipment so to have a facility that basically you know is just the, the lab work for us where we just have every single thing we need. I mean, streaming pods, obviously the, the PCs, the stations, uh, we have a whole content bay for, you know, different setups to do videos for partners and things like that. So it's just anything that we would really need on, you know, a regular work date, whether it's for content wise, you know, practicing, playing, scrimmaging, hosting any event, watch parties, anything is literally all there. So I'm super excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's super exciting. Um, and so as far as using that facility, so in season, I'm assuming, or or let's chat about this for a little bit. So in season, are you guys there a lot of the time and then out of season, it's a little bit less or, or how is your guys time spent actually in the practice facility as a team? Um, each team is different. It kind of goes by basically, you know, your staff, your coach, uh, you know, basically game plan and some teams game plan differently. Some teams like to play for, you know, six to eight hours straight. For us, we like to keep our schedule kind of fresh. Uh, we practice a lot, but we like to split it up in different, um, you know, brackets and portions uh, of, you know, gameplay so that we don't really, you know, put too much strain on our eyes and our head and, uh, you know, just kind of basically pace ourselves so i mean we still have you know six to eight hour days but we'll kind of pace it out where we'll scrimmage for you know three hours or so uh have a break you know grab some lunch maybe come back and do some film on the team that we have coming up that week our next matchup get another maybe two three hours or so of scrimmaging in and practicing in and you know that'll conclude the day so um yeah it's just like i said it's just really just preparation yeah yeah and then, so I, I want to talk off season a little bit for you. So obviously right now you're in off season. Um, you know, do you guys, is it just a on you kind of thing out of season to make sure you're still practicing, um, to make sure you're still fresh and prepared for the upcoming season? Do you guys sometimes have the opportunities, you know, to go back and practice as a team or, or what does the off season look like as a 2K league player? Yes. Yeah, so in the off season, um, all of those, semi-pro leagues that i had mentioned earlier um still hold many tournaments and seasons for cash prizes you know even as high as like ten thousand dollars so there's a lot of a lot of money to be made in the off season and also you know um we're playing a new game every year it's not like one of those esports you know where like overwatch or something like that where they stick kind of with the same game for the most part for over a year um every season we'll be kind of playing a new game and having to learn it so even uh, in the off season, when these two Ks come out around October, we kind of want to, you know, lock in and dedicate as much time as we can to learn, you know, what what works in this new game and, and what's kind of like the meta, so to speak. And uh, so yeah, off seasons can get pretty busy, just staying sharp and just staying prepared for the upcoming season. Right, right, no, absolutely. And, and I'm sure for some of you guys like yourself, you've got other, whether it be growing brand for the two K League for for your teams, um. I mean, have you had, uh, I know, like I mentioned that you were at the eSports Summit down here in Tampa. Has there been other things aside from just being a player that you've had to handle and manage um, to grow that brand and awareness? Um, Yeah, for sure. It's Again, it's new. Um, eSports in general is just something that um, people need to be educated on to know that it's more than just picking up a controller and and playing a video game. So, um, yeah, I've done a lot of uh, different panels. 
I did uh, something with ESPN and Asian American Journalists Association in Atlanta back in August. Um, and I do a lot of stuff locally in Cleveland as well. Um, youth camps with the Cavs, different things like that. Just trying to get involved in the community as much as possible, whether it's with the youth or anyone who's just, you know, just wants to learn more. I'm always, you know, around to educate as much as I can on the field. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I see on your social media. Um, it looks like you spent a lot of time in communities and with kids and spending the time doing that. So I'm sure that's a cool opportunity for you. And it's also cool to just see from, you know, people on the outside of the league looking in. Um, well, how about season three? So you have season three coming up. What are you individually working on or what are some goals that you've got going into this next season with your team? Um, I think playoffs is obviously the, the number one goal to start out with. Um, being, you know, one game out, being on that bubble, like kind of on the outside looking in is a little tough. Knowing, you know, that there were so many chances for you to capitalize that you didn't. So um, just looking to kind of just, you know, be be a little bit better than last year, obviously. Um, maintain that level of professionalism while also having fun and, you know, staying locked in and dedicated and remembering the goal and, you know, following the course at hand, obviously, and just, just locking in because at the end of the day, I feel that our team is, you know, one of the probably three most to five most talented overall teams. So as long as we can put it all together this year, I feel like we'll be able to make a deep run in some tournaments, obviously, you know, at some big cash prizes and also make the playoffs. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, that's exciting for you guys. I mean, it seems like you guys have a lot of, of cool things going on. And, and you know, from what you're talking about from past season, you got some momentum to, to bring into season three. So, you know, good luck to you guys and everything you do. And it'll be cool to, to see how it goes. Um, so something I kind of want to transition to now is, uh, this year, you, you know, you had the opportunity and you won the 2019 SB for best esports moment. Um, so I just want to chat about this for a couple moments because first off the SBs, I feel like is just in sports in general is a very well recognized, you know, anyone that's following any pro sports team pretty much knows about it. Um, you know, so you win this award. And for context, for those listening, this was the first time an esports award was included as part of the ESPYs. Um, and so, I mean, Tim, for you to win this, what you know, talk about what was that moment like um, and your experience with it? Um, it was it was pretty, pretty surreal, honestly. Um, you know, when the when the bracket had released and I you know, saw my social media blowing up with the mentions and, and ads on Twitter. Um, I was just grateful, obviously, but looking at some of the names on that list, you know, some really, really big names in esports, I honestly didn't think I would maybe pass the first round, maybe even the second. I was just like, there's no way I win this. Like some of these guys have hundreds of thousands of supporters and followers and, um, you know, so it was, it was just, I was just humbled by just being mentioned. Um, but the fact that I actually won it was crazy because just when the voting came out and I just you know, we're sending a link out to my family. And my mom was just like, well, you know, what is this? Like, what's an SB? And <laughs> for someone who doesn't really follow sports, the best way to kind of explain it was I told her was just like, you know, this is kind of like the Grammys of video games or, you know, the right. Oscars of video games or something like that. And, um, and, or sports, I mean, and, um, she was like, so this is like the biggest award you could just receive for sports on a yearly basis. And I was kind of like, yeah, mom, like, you know, LeBron has these and Tom Brady has these. So this is like a big deal. <laughs> so it was no, pretty cool. No, I bet. And I mean, you win it over Ninja and Marshmallow's E3 Fortnite Pro-Am event. Um, 
and, and I mean, for you to win that over them, I mean, you talk about Ninja, a guy that has, you know, has been on the front of ESPN magazine, you know, has kind of led the way it seemed like in gaming last year, really helped make it mainstream through Fortnite and all that. Um, I mean, was that kind of surreal for you to win an award like that over somebody who's so well-respected and so known in the industry? Yeah, for sure. I mean, no matter what, obviously, uh, Ninja's kind of, you know, the, 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 the trendsetter and setting the tone as far as how far this thing can really go. So obviously as a, a fellow professional gamer and esports player, um, you want to see that guy do good. You want to see him succeed and you want to mm-hmm. see him continue to push the bar for esports and break down barriers because the better he does, the better we do as a whole out. You know, it's not just about the Cavs or it's not just about NBA 2K. It's just as a, a esports community in general, you know, uh, mm-hmm. with him, him doing things with Adidas and different commercials and magazines and, right. and ESPN commercials with football players and different streams with celebrities just overall I mean the guy's just you know setting records and breaking barriers so um you know the better he does the better we do as a whole so right. salute to him and you know obviously keep up everything that he's got going no absolutely I'm, I'm in complete agreement with you. I think both from um the professional player side and, and the streaming content creation side I think like you're saying the better that everyone does that the rest will as well because I know especially on the business professional side with people working for different companies and that within the industry, I, I see it a lot where everyone, it seems like in esports and gaming just has a attitude where they obviously want to do well individually, but they wish their counterparts to just do just as well also so that the industry can just continue to move forward and, and to become more mainstream and accepted and, you know, all that sort of thing. Right. Um, so yeah, no, it, it's cool. Cool to hear that from you as well. Um, and, so as a player, right? So as a 2K League player, do you guys from, you know, if you think about traditional sports, sometimes you'll hear, you know, maybe someone from the NFL uh, reach out to someone in the NBA or vice versa. And, you know, they give them that encouragement to push and move forward. Do you guys in the 2K League have those communications with other players um, in other games in the industry or, or kind of where is that at right now as far as player base? Yeah, so a lot of guys have connections from other games. Um, you've got guys who were in the 2K League who used to be professional Gears of Wars players or uh, professional Halo players and things like that. So um, the the connection's always there. I got a lot of friends that are in the you know COD community who are with you know Hundred Thieves and Optic and these really mm-hmm. big names, professional COD players who I always support on Twitter and tune into their tournament streams and things like that to show love or you know grab whatever merchandise I can grab to show love. So at the end of the day, um, you know the the more genuine, the more pure we are as people and as players, I think this thing will just continue to get bigger and bigger. Right. Yeah, I know. I'm in complete agreement with you Um, that. And that's cool to hear, you know, because you want to hear that for for any industry, really. Um, Well, so kind of the next thing I want to transition to is, you know, I've seen it all across your socials and and we were just talking about a minute ago off the microphone. But you've kind of been on a massive health journey, just, you know, getting in the gym, it seems like a lot and pushing yourself to be the best that you can be physically. So, you know, I just want to kind of chat about that with you for a minute and, and kind of talk about how your journey's been. Um, obviously a long road, um, but I come from a sports background, playing high school basketball and AAU and stuff in New York City, obviously the mecca of basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're real competitive, and I've played against a lot of guys who have played, you know, pro basketball, NBA, Division One college, so it's just like 
sports in general, especially basketball, has been a big part of my life, my whole my whole you know uprising and upbringing as a child. So, um, just the fact that you know everything I went through last year and and recovery, being on bed rest for a while, it was kind of hard to really just get out there and stay active and move. And I ended up gaining you know a fair amount of weight. Mm-hmm. And um, after I don't know maybe like five or six months of recovery where I could you know move and kind of start running and doing cardio and things like that, I just kind of you know had that talk with myself that look in the mirror that you know where it's just kind of revealing like look this is not who you are um you know we got to shake this and and we got to get back on the grind so I kind of just started focusing a little bit more on obviously what I put into my body as far as you know cutting down on the wrong things and and caring more about the diet part and um you know nothing really crazy as far as training goes I mean I, I work out maybe three days a week sometimes four um it's more so just about you know taking care of what you want and and obviously say no to bad habits as far as it goes um but yeah you know just just really grinding and and trying to focus on you know getting back healthy and obviously mentally as well so so far i'm down about maybe 50 60 pounds or so um and you could really feel the difference obviously for anyone who's gone through you know a, a tremendous fitness journey or weight loss you could really feel yourself you know come back alive and you start to regain confidence physically and mentally you feel stronger so it's a good feeling yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I mean, congrats to you, and and it'll be cool to see you just continue to push yourself and all that. Um, and I think that that's just awesome too, as far as because I think sometimes, um, there's a lot of speculation right now when people are talking about, you know, being a pro esports player and the health implications that can have on players, you know, and, and that whole conversation. And, and there's the right people having those conversations, but, um, so you do this individually, as far as you know, Cavs or, or the 2K League, are there things that are being done to try to make sure, you know, that players are in good health or doing what they can to not only just take care of their mind, but also, you know, themselves physically? Yeah, so certain teams are, you know, starting to push the, the health standard a little bit more. Um, because believe it or not, you know, obviously there's a stereotype when it comes to gamers. People always talk about, you know, drinking Mountain Dew or eating chips all the yeah. time and things like that. And that's a big stereotype. Uh, there's a bunch of guys in the 2K League itself who, you know, monitor what they put into their bodies and, and, and just try to get better. Um, but a lot of teams are definitely, you know, trying to get on that track as well. Some teams are hiring like uh fitness coaches uh mental health and well-being coaches um i know originally i think in season one i believe the kings had did some stuff with uh like uriah faber out in sacramento because that's where he's from ufc fighter uriah faber he had trained with the players a couple times okay um i know the raptors had did a lot of stuff in toronto as far as uh mandatory training throughout the week you know at least like two or three times right um so they're definitely you know starting to to get on the ball with that as well because again the, the better you feel internally, I feel like the more sharper your mind is. And obviously, the sharper your mind is, probably the better you perform on the sticks. Because we all know at the end of the day, a lot of the stick skill comes from that, you know, just focus and that hand and eye coordination and that response time. Uh, gaming is a big mental thing. So, obviously, the sharper your mind is and the better you feel, I feel like you perform a lot better. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and I mean, and I think that's important that you talk on gaming at a high level for you guys is mentally draining because I've heard a lot of popular streamers, you know, a lot of times when they talk about playing at a competitive level, you know, 
the stereotype, like you're saying, is, oh, you're just playing a video game, so it doesn't have really a physical or mental wear on you because you're sitting or, or whatever you might argue. But so for you guys, I mean, that's real, right? Like a mental fatigue while playing, traveling, you know, you guys feel that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, regardless, uh, you know, it's not hard labor as far as like on your, you know, your knees and your hands and things like that. But right. just sitting in the chair, obviously, you know, for a certain amount of hours could do some damage to your back and your neck. If you notice, most gamers probably have bad posture because of, you know, the <laughs> amount of hours put in. Um, and then obviously, you know, your setups, most, you know, streamers and, and professional gamers have crazy setups to where you know they have two three sometimes four monitors and you know being in a, a room where the lighting is a little bit off and staring at the screen for those amount of hours can do some strain to not only your eyes but you know you start getting severe migraines and things like that so there's days you just want to kind of either reset or you just gotta try to manage it a little bit better so right. there's days for myself where you know throughout the off season i'm playing a lot and i'm perfecting my craft and figuring out the new 2k that's just released but I also find times where it's just like, all right, look, today I'm not really going to touch the game. I'm going to relax, catch up on some shows, watch some football, basketball, whatever, and just kind of relax and just take a break from it. Because everybody needs that, you know, that reset to just kind of get their mental back together for, you know, an upcoming situation. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. You got to take care of yourself. Um, no, and, and that's cool to hear um, because, you know, I, I think a lot of times um, from the professional side, people sometimes see that stereotype but it's cool to hear that the 2k league and it's not even just the 2k league you know i know there's a lot of other games and and, and people that are taking care of themselves and and they're showing that on their social media and they're showing that on platforms to kind of build that awareness that that stereotype isn't true so um it's cool to hear that from you and it's also just cool to hear that you know you're kind of taking yourself and giving your own self challenges and and all that whole sort of thing so um well Typically, how we end the the podcast is with a lightning round. But before we get to that and jump into those questions, um, I just want to give you the chance that if there's anything that we didn't talk about that you think is important or anything that you want to share, I always give my guests that opportunity before we uh, jump into the lightning round. Um, no, man. I mean, I've I've enjoyed it. I think we you know covered a lot as far as you know educating on not only esports but the 2K league in general. Um, I think people just, you know, just continue to tune in as far as following goes, whether it's, uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, anything, whether, you know, the Internet, television, because there's advertising for esports and marketing and esports everywhere. Um, you mm -hmm. know, a lot of uh, outside companies that are not even really, you know, involved in the esports world are jumping in, whether it's different food brands, uh, you know, different soft drinks, things like that. So, um I think it's kind of just one of those things where, you know, esports is just in the situation where you kind of got to get it while it's hot. I mean, while we were at the uh, esports summit here in, in at USF, yeah. um, I had learned something myself that they showed a cool statistic. It said that uh, esports has a, a higher viewership count than NHL and the MLB. Uh, yeah. And that's esports as a whole, obviously all games. But uh, just the fact that, you know, that is watched more than you know, real sports, a traditional sport like baseball or the NHL, the only thing that's watched more than esports as far as real sports go were the NBA and the NFL. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, th that shows obviously the viewership is there, the numbers are there. And I think with the way that technology is going, I mean, obviously you see a lot of younger children now have, you know, phones and tablets at a young age and they're learning how to interact with things digitally and socially at an early age. I think it's just going to continue to grow because the kids are kind of the future. You know, they're really, really skilled 
you know, Fortnite players with mouse and keyboard and they're yeah. you know, maybe eight years old or so. So I, I think that the children obviously are the future and, and technology is just going to continue to grow. Uh, I think eventually professional gaming will be done, you know, it's some type of, you know, VR type of kind of thing where, you right. know, you got to get get a little more physical or something like that. But I, it's, it's just cool to see where it goes. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, with cars and other technologies, you watch it grow in advance as the years go by. So um, you know, outside of just being a player, I'm just a fan in general. So I, you know, I tune yeah. into the Overwatch League and the Call of Duty League and things like that. So it's cool to see where everything's going. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think it's, you know, it's almost seems like it's a generational thing too now because a lot of the past guests that I've had on, um, you know, the age to where it all kind of falls together. And it seems like when we grew up, you know, our parents, uh, maybe sometimes at times were were critical of video games, you know, and, and didn't and they didn't play when they were growing up. So there was that conflict. But with our generation now becoming older and, and people becoming parents and having grown up with video games, I think that now we're wanting to share it with the younger youth, you know, whether that be younger cousins, younger siblings, um, your own kids. And so now with these kids growing up with it and it almost being put on a pedestal, you know, because you talk to a lot of younger kids. I mean, I've got a, I got a younger sister and she's 11. And I mean, last year when Fortnite was blowing up as it was, you know, she would come home and she would tell my two older brothers and I that the cool kids at school were the ones that were good at Fortnite or that could do the dances. And so it's just yeah. so different, you know, from when we were growing up. So it's cool to see where it's headed and, and how it's being accepted. And I think it's got a, you know, a bright future, obviously. Yeah. I mean, my dad, sometimes watches NBA 2K and you know now they have like face scans for your players so your player looks like you and things like that and <laughs> he's just like you know this game looks so realistic it's crazy you know sometimes he'll walk in and he'll see the game on and he thought I was actually watching like a real game and I'm like no this is 2K and he's like man you know I was playing NBA Jam back in the day and it looked nothing like this and, <laughs> you know things like that it's just you, you see how, how far it's come and obviously you know the the new consoles next gen consoles that are coming out hopefully next holiday season so yeah it's just going to continue to grow for sure yeah no doubt i was playing the intro to the new call of duty the other day and my wife was sitting in there and she thought i was watching a movie she was like this literally looks it's just as theatrical as you know a military movie would be produced yep. in hollywood so i agree um, it's pretty crazy um all right, Tim, well, we will then go into the Logic Light 7. And before I go into it, because I, I meant to bring it up at the beginning of the episode and I forgot, but Derek Watford had found out that you were coming on the episode. And so he just wanted to make sure that he said that he speaks very highly of you. Um, he's excited with everything you're doing. So uh, just wanted to give him that shout out. Um, yeah, that's my guy right there. He's a, he's a good guy, man. Shout out to High Point Gamer um, and everything that they do in the community, Central Florida and Florida is, as well. You know, he's he's on the same you know boat that I am as far as, you know, just wanting to continue to grow esports as a whole and, and educate people and things like that. So, yeah, shout out to him. He's doing a lot of good things for not only his brand, but the community of gaming in general. Absolutely. Yeah, no, completely agree with you. Shout out to you, Derek. Um all right, Tim, well, we'll jump into the Lodge's Light 7. So as I was telling you a little bit earlier, and for all our listeners, this is just kind of a fun and chill way to wind down the podcast episode. Um, so seven questions for you, Tim. So the first one is, uh, what is your favorite place that you've traveled to? Favorite place that I've traveled to? Um... I want to say Los Angeles, um, and the reason I say that is just because I only went one time, which was for the ESPYs, so I kind of tried to soak in everything I could in the, you know, 36 to 48 hours I was there, <laughs> um, you know, visiting 
you know, Rodeo Drive and different things like that and um, Hollywood Boulevard and things like that, walking the uh, Walk of Fame and everything. So I definitely want to try to get back out there and, and spend a little bit more time out there because that was my first time, you know, going further west past Vegas. And mm-hmm. uh, I definitely enjoyed it. Hopefully get back there soon. Yeah, no, I've never been out to L.A., but especially, too, with, like, everything that gaming is going on out there. I feel like it'd be a cool city to go visit. Um, all right, question number two is, what was your favorite childhood TV show? Uh, childhood TV show? Man, there's so many. That's <laughs> um, what my last guest said. Yeah, childhood TV show, I would have to say, I don't know, it's like a mixture between, like, maybe Rocket Power and, like, Hey Arnold. Okay, nice, nice. Those are classics. Yeah. Um, all right, question number three is, what profession other than your own would you like to try? Profession other than my own that I would like to try? Um, I, w- I kind of wish I was a professional golfer, honestly. I, I love golf. Okay. Uh, a lot of people don't know that about me. Um couple years back before all the 2k league stuff i had worked in a call center and um one of my fellow supervisors there was a football coach so i got into coaching football with him and eventually he was like look man you know i want to get you on the golf course this is what i do and he's been playing for you know 20 plus years or so so i got out there with him a couple times and really started to like enjoy the game honestly obviously you know coming from a uh, being a basketball and football player you kind of underestimate golf and you're like it's boring you know <laughs> yeah. it's not really this or it's not really that but man did I love it um it's kind of you know like a, a peaceful thing for me I feel like it's very relieving mentally um to just be out there and you know nice weather and, and just kind of you know just riding through the course and and just kind of it's just it's more of a mental thing for me it's kind of hard to explain but people yeah. who have played before or do play golf will definitely tell you this it's a very stress relieving mental re- mentally relaxing sport so i wish i could be a professional golfer because i really do enjoy it nice nice that's Not really that cool good, yeah but I, it's fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah i didn't know that that's, that's interesting to hear about all right that's cool um Question five or four is what is your favorite cereal? Oof, had that cereal in so long. I think <laughs> I might have um, to remove this one. A lot of people have struggled with this one. Um, no, I don't think it's a struggle. I mean, I used to live off of cereal, so it shouldn't be that hard. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like a mixture of like. I'm a, I'm a big Fruity Pebbles guy, but I also like the Chocolate Lucky Charms. That's a that that's a very okay. underrated cereal right there. The chocolate I don't even think I've ever had the Chocolate Lucky Charms. Exactly. Lucky Charms. Okay. exactly. Right, yeah, I'm gonna go. Nice. I'm gonna go pick that one up. Then my my wife and I keep cereal on hand a lot, so I'm gonna have to go go try that one out. For sure. Oh. <laughs> what is your biggest pet peeve? Um, uh, I I I guess I could just say like just kind of I don't want to say broken promises but just kind of like people mm-hmm. who say who say you know they're going to do something or be somewhere and and you know kind of not go through with it just kind of I just I me I'm very genuine and I'm true to my word as you know we, when we spoke earlier I told you you know I've got the flu I got you know, 100 yeah. or some fever I'm not really feeling well but I don't want to cancel this on you because we scheduled so far in advance and uh, you know here I am and I'm, I'm a man of my word and I like to keep it that way so for me I just prefer you know people to just be genuine I'd rather you tell me no straightforward than you know kind of just tell me what I want to hear so I guess just dishonest people yeah 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, no, again, I appreciate you for, for staying true to your word and coming on because I know you were struggling a little bit. So it, it was fun, though. I'm glad you came on. Um, and then the last one that I try to make this more fun just to, to close it out is what thus far, what is your favorite video game of all time? Favorite video game of all time? Um I'm going to go outside of 2K here because that would be kind of cliche. Uh, <laughs> although I love 2K, obviously, you know, yeah. it's what I do for a profession and it's, you know, pays well. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, outside of that, there's there's a couple. I mean, I really liked when I was growing up on PlayStation 1, there was a, a fighting game uh, for Wu-Tang. It was called like... Uh, the enter the chamber or something like that okay. that was like that was like a crazy game for me that i loved um def jam vendetta fight for new york um okay. was was a classic for me and uh probably call of duty modern warfare 2 okay yeah no hey, my last guest said call of duty modern warfare 2 and i i think for a lot of us kind of like i was saying earlier again in this, in this age group modern warfare 2 was kind of like one of those moments in gaming where I think it's one of the favorites for everybody just because that, I feel like that game was so special and that time was just a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it definitely set the bar high for Call of Duty's early with the different things that you could do on that game. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely enjoyed it, you know, rushing home from school or basketball practice to get yeah. home with my friends on Xbox 360. So definitely yeah. a classic game. <laughs> yeah, that was eighth grade year for me. And so I remember that that summer was just like AAU basketball. And then a lot of the teammates and stuff would just go home and you would hop on Modern Warfare 2, rinse and repeat. And we just it was a fun summer. So, yeah, um, I want to say that was like my either sophomore or junior year of high school. Okay. So I was just like 15, 16 years old. Just like, all right, I'm not going to play basketball today. I'm going home to play Modern Warfare. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, Tim, I really appreciate it again, man. Thank you so much for, for coming on and sharing your story, talking about the 2K League and, and just continue to grow the awareness around that and to just learn a little bit about you. Um, I mean, I, I was honored and humbled that, that you decided to come on the show. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, anytime, you know, if there's anything in the future. Uh, something cool that you do, whether it's, you know, something in person or another show with another special guest or anything like that, you know, I'm always around. So yeah, we can schedule that for sure. Yeah. No, I, I kind of want to do an in-person podcast kind of event at one point. And, and since you're down here in Tampa and every now and then maybe we can make that happen, but we can talk about that off the mic, but that would be cool to do. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm actually working on some stuff myself. So, um, you know, hopefully that stuff goes through. Um, I'm working on some stuff right now with, uh, my friend, Joey franchise from Wild 941 uh, okay. radio station. Uh, him and I are working on a, a small podcast show type of thing going into next year. So, um, you know, look, looking to schedule some guests to be on there. So maybe I'll have you on there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to do that. That would be cool. That would be cool. Um, well, and, and then lastly, real quick to make sure we get out there, where on social media, you know, Twitter, Instagram, wherever, where can people find you? Um, everything I use is O'Larry2K. O-L-A-R-R-Y-2-K. Um, that's my PSN on PlayStation, my gamer tag on Xbox, my Twitter handle, and my Instagram handle. And that's everything that I use. Uh, I don't have a Facebook or anything anything else outside of that socially. So Instagram, Twitter, Xbox Live, PSN, O'Larry2K. Nice. There you guys have it. Well, Tim, thanks again, man. Um, 
to all the guests again, whether you're current or new, thank you for, for tuning in, for listening, for subscribing, for the five-star reviews. Um, it continues to help to push the podcast up in the charts and allows the exposure for other people to listen. So thank you guys. And we will catch you next time on another episode of the Lodges podcast. What's up guys. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. If you've enjoyed this, you can find us on social media at lodges underscore financial Please go check out our social pages where you can find lots of other great content committed to gaming and esports. This is also the best place to be kept up to date with everything going on at Lodges. Thanks, and you were just listening to the Lodges podcast.